0: Ask AskPat.com 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 What up everybody? Pat Flynn here and welcome to episode 138 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, this episode wouldn't be... Here, without the amazing Mindy on the other side uh, editing and putting all this together. Mindy, I know you're listening to this. You rock. Uh, she just had a birthday. So happy birthday, Mindy. Um, and I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the easy cloud accounting solution that's helping millions, millions of small business owners like myself and like you Save time by doing things like making invoicing super easy for your clients, for expense tracking, for tracking your income, all that stuff that's really, really helpful all the time. I just wish I started with it sooner because I was using like Excel and a notepad to keep track of expenses in the beginning, but I eventually found FreshBooks, and you can too. You could try it for free if you go to getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the How'd You Hear About Us section for a free trial. So now let's get to today's question from Ryan. Hi, Pat. My name is Ryan. I I was wondering, how do you balance creating new pages for your site, which is what I want to focus most of my energy on, trying to publish around three to four articles, new articles per week, but how do you market those pages and stay on track? My content's good, and I'm sure it'll get shared in the future, but how do I balance those two out so I'm not spending too much time on the marketing part of it I would really just like to spend most of my time creating new content. Uh, Thanks for all the help, and I just want to say you're doing a really great job. Keep it up. Ryan, thank you so much for your question. And your question reminds me of somebody who I really admire in this space and I just happen to be great friends with, Derek Halpern from socialtriggers.com. He did a keynote presentation, uh, the ending keynote presentation, at Financial Blogger Conference last year in St. Louis. This is 2013, and his whole presentation was about how we write too much and we don't market enough. So he asked a question to the entire audience, and mind you, this is a audience of personal finance bloggers, but they represented most bloggers really well in terms of this particular question. He asked everybody, or he asked everybody to raise their hand if they feel they write more content than they spend time marketing their content. And I would say 99% of the room raised their hand. And then he asked the opposite question and hardly anybody raised their hand. And his whole thesis was, we need to be spending more time marketing our content. Uh, A lot of people, especially in the personal finance space, are blogging five times a week, sometimes seven days a week. And, um, Derek says it's a waste of time because you're not spending the time that you need to be spending creating content. Now, he actually says that you should be spending 20% of your time writing content, creating content, and 80% of your time marketing it. Which I know sounds insane because I know it's the exact opposite for most of us. Um, and I do spend a lot of time creating content myself, but I do spend a lot of time marketing it. And I know that when I've spent time marketing the content, it does get seen by more people. And so you're spending a lot of this time, this energy, um, writing a really amazing content. And uh, the, just the way a blog works typically is like, you know, the more blog content you write, the more everything you've written in the past just goes in the archive and it's really hard to find that stuff. So, Um, Derek actually put up a really interesting graph talking about how he had just started writing for his site, Social Triggers, and and then took it down a notch and stopped writing every single week and actually just posted once or twice a month. That's it, which I know sounds almost like just insane for all of us to only post once a month, but his traffic went up when he did that because he spent more time deciding what to write and targeting specific audiences within his niche when writing those articles and also doing the things he needed to do after publishing those articles to to really have them go viral and take off and do what they need to do to get in front of everybody who needs to read them. I mean, you want everybody who can benefit from that article to read it, right? And you don't want that not to happen. But when you start writing new stuff and and, and you don't spend time marketing in that that's that's what can happen. Now I'm going to give you some stuff that you can think about to help you with the marketing of your content. I still think creating content is very very useful, obviously, um, for your existing audience, but also for marketing. I mean, when you write more content, it gives you more opportunities to be found through Google, through search, and and sharing, and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's important. But I do believe we all need to ramp up the marketing, and that's more than just you know, posting it on Facebook and and Twitter. There's other things uh, you can do. Derek talked about, and and I recommend everybody go to socialtriggers.com to read more from Derek as far as blog marketing and and content creation. I mean, he is is just at the top of his game um, or top of the blog, you know, world as far as that's concerned. And so I've been learning personally a lot from him as well. But he talked about how a lot of the times when he writes articles, publishes them, that's just the beginning of everything. He actually sends emails out to people who he feels would benefit from reading that stuff. And he doesn't email those people, you know, other influencers and say, hey, like go share my stuff. He just says, Hey, I read this interesting study that says this, this, and this. If you want more information, let me know and I'll send you a link. And that's it. So he's getting these people to say yes, send me a link, which brings them back to their site, and then they kind of go from there. And that that's just a very rough sort of account of, of what might happen. But he had written an article one time saying uh, something about that debunked the content is king myth and talked about how design was king because people actually have a first impression of what things look like before they even get into the content and so there was this whole argument he created this post specifically to create a debate between designers and content creators, people who thought um, design was, you know, that content wasn't king, that design was king, and people who actually believe that content was king. And so when he created this post and, you know, he cited a lot of studies and things like that, you know, which helped support his cause and his efforts. It wasn't just like, hey, this is what I think. This is like actual studies, which people are more interested in, for one. Uh, and, you know, it makes it more believable, of course, and, produce, and, and makes it more authoritative, But he emailed uh, people who were in the design world and said, hey, you know, I found this study. Uh, It actually says that content isn't king and what you're doing is probably really, really important. You want to check it out. And of course, they checked it out and they shared it within their community and that whole thing. And then he emailed people that were well known to be said that, you know, content is king and said, hey, you know, I wrote this post talks about how actually content isn't and designers are on there talking about it you want to come on and see what you think and of course they come on and they share it and then they they start this debate and actually that that article took off like mad um he he did a lot of other articles that have similar strategies as well but that's just one example of what Derek does and how you can do things after you publish uh to to help produce you know viral quality to the post that you create which is what we all want but here's some tips from me as far as marketing your content or, or what to do afterwards um the first thing is is you know this is going to sound weird, but but creating more content is good. Like I said, but creating more content to market your existing content is good as well. So don't just think about creating content like oh I'm got I got to talk about this new thing or I got to start talking about totally different things that I've never talked about before. It's great to bring back things that you've written in the past now not just copy paste them of course but you can bring them back to light you could either take them to the next level or do a recap or you just might happen to be writing about something that relates to something you've written before you should at all times do your best to link to old archived posts and i do this i've been doing this much more better lately because i just have a better understanding of what's going on on my site and what's what people are interested in i've been writing about things that i knew i've written about in the past um but you know i link to those old posts and i might say hey this is a re- a, a sort of a new edition of that post or um As I wrote back in 2012, such and such and such, well, these new findings say so and so forth. You know, things like that are really good for marketing old content as well. You could also do something, and this is something I've been doing really well lately, is creating resource pages. Now, I do talk about a resource page in particular on my site, which is the one that makes most of the money on my site. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash resources, that particular resource page is a list of all the tools and all the helpful links from outside of my site that have have been really helpful, that I've mentioned in posts before. And a lot of those links are affiliate links, which is why I said it's one of the most profitable pages on the site. And the reason I love that page so much is because it's very non-aggressive. You know, people go there looking for helpful stuff and that's where I provide it. And so oftentimes it's a win for everybody, especially because people are getting tools that they need and will help them right now without having to ask me or, you know, search anywhere for them. It's right there and I, you know, on for on my end I get an affiliate commission off of it, which is pretty cool. So it's a win for everybody like I said. But these resource pages that I'm talking about are, you know, think of categories on your particular blog you could create a resource page that shares all of the posts that you've ever written about that particular topic. So for example, I have a page on Smart Passive Income that you could find by, actually, if you go to smartpassiveincome.com, right under where it says, let's see what works, right on the homepage. There's a gi- if you're on mobile, you won't see this. But um, if you're on a desktop, there's a giant, you know, piece of text that says let's see what works underneath that there's five different topics one of those topics is affiliate marketing for example they all do this they all link to resource pages but it's essentially a landing page for people looking or or interested about that particular topic so the affiliate marketing one goes over quick definitions of what affiliate marketing is and where to get started and then it links to all of my older posts that i've ever written or the ones that at least i feel were great um, they're all linked on that page. So anyone who's ever interested about affiliate marketing, whether they send me an email or they're on a site and I link to that particular resource page when I'm talking about affiliate marketing and my newer posts, it always goes back to that landing page and then people can see everything I've written about affiliate marketing. And it works really well. And the cool thing about this, a byproduct of how helpful that page is, and you know, not just people are going to my older posts and I'm marketing my older content, but that page is ranking on the first page of Google for affiliate marketing and this was a trick that i learned and i have to give him credit from derek halpern and uh and the people over at thesis and uh, it's working out really well so i have one for blogging strategies i have one for email marketing and they all rank extremely high for those really high ranking or excuse me high searched keywords and that's a great way to bring back older content as well um, it's always good to do also recap posts and things like that, um, you know, because a lot of times people who are new to your site never see those things. Another thing you could do is you can implement uh, an autoresponder sequence. If you have people who are newly subscribed to your newsletter or email list, you can send them uh, emails automatically, you know, after a certain period of time of, uh, of, of old pieces of content. You know, like I said, a lot of times people who are new to your site or new subscribers won't ever see those old things, and you might be doing them a disservice by not sharing those old pieces of content. Um, so focusing on those efforts as well will help. Um, another thing you could do is you can create sort of a best of, whether it's related to a particular category, or I have a page on Smart Passive Income. You can find it at the footer of the page. that says best of, and it links to all of my best articles, um, and I'll often link to just that page either through in my email newsletter or on Twitter. And that's, a, again, a great way to indirectly promote those older pieces of content that you've written. Um, so there's a lot of things uh, you could do. I will, I would also make sure to, you know, I'm just thinking out of the box here. You could subscribe to the email list over at uh, Haro, help a reporter out. So look up help a reporter out. You could subscribe to particular topics. And, you know, there might be some journalists or reporters out there who are looking for information that you have or that you've written about before. And uh, you might be able to get in front of an audience that you would have never gotten in front of before. Um, You can also just, you know, I think the best way to market old content is to create amazing relationships with people that are that are doing the same thing as you. You know, a lot of times in a lot of industries and especially in the personal finance industry, which is the first industry that I've sort of followed as a upcoming blogger, you know, they they link to each other all the time. And that's a great way to get in front of another audience. And it's a great way to make connections and give back and those sorts of things. And so, um, you know, if you have a buddy who's also a blogger in the same niche as you, you could say, hey, I have this post. It's, it's. I think it would be helpful for your audience. Let me know if you have one that would be helpful for my audience. I'm looking for information about this. And maybe you have one and let me know. You know, you could start sharing amongst each other. Just exactly how J.D. Roth from GetRichSlowly.org and uh, Trent from Simple Dollar both became top powerhouses in the financial blogger industry. So those are just some basic things you could do to further or get get further with the content that you've written. I I would experiment, however, Ryan, with, you know, cutting back on the content and just seeing what that does and see if you could focus that effort on maybe even just, you know, s- substitute one post the time that you would spend on one post for creating relationships with other bloggers or giving giving value to to another blogger and seeing what happens from that or marketing your content in a similar fashion that I talked about with Derek. Um, you never know, but you know, I, I think a lot of people get too comfortable with with creating content because it's easy, right? We create content, but you can't just expect those posts to go viral on their own. You kind of have to get it to that tipping point and a lot of times that just requires a little bit of effort on your end. The best way to figure it out is just, just experiment and uh, see what works and, and just keep going at it. So, Ryan, thank you so much for your question. I really appreciate it. I hope it helps, and I hope hope it helps everybody out there listening. For those of you who also have a question that you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there from that page. I also want to thank everybody who has uh, just submitted questions in the past. You guys are awesome. This show obviously wouldn't Happen without questions from you. And I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks. Freshbooks FreshBooks.com is awesome because you can just create professional looking invoices. You can capture and track expenses. You can get real time business reports with just a couple of clicks. It also has an award winning mobile app. If you want to get a free trial of FreshBooks to help keep track of everything financial in your business and help save you time so you could focus on what you need to be focusing on you go to getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the How'd You Hear About a section, uh, you can get your free trial that way. Again, that's getfreshbooks.com and Ask Pat in the How'd You Hear About a section. Thank you again. And as always, I'm going to end with a quote. And this quote is from Jeremy Shoemaker, the uh, founder of shoemoney.com. He says People can't relate to someone who only talks about their successes. People can't relate to someone who only talks about their successes. And I have to expand on this because you know I talk about my successes and my failures on smartpassiveincome.com and even here on aspat.com um, and I got to be honest a lot of people love it when I fail and uh, when I talk about my failures and it's always a a, a good lesson involved as well so um, you know don't be afraid to talk about your failures I think honesty and authentic- authenticity are huge uh, right now and they should have always been huge but I think people are catching on with what is really working now in the online space and authenticity is huge authenticity is huge and i I challenge you if you have a blog out there and you've never talked about a failure um i challenge you to talk about it and publish about it and you're going to see the kind of reaction you get um you know always include a lesson but i think you know humility online goes a long way um and it'll, it'll make you more real and it'll allow you to connect with your audience much better So that's it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, Cheers, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.